Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. <laughs> Gone with that mic in your hand. It's time for school. Rock school with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Same thing here. Do you remember the album as nasty as they want to be by Two Live Crew? Well, they did a sanitized version, tongue in cheek, called "As Clean as They Want to Be." Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. You are... Tammy Burns. Tammy, on this date, or at least this week, back in 1991, depending on when you're listening to this, the U2 song Exit is played at the trial of Robert Bardo, who claims the song compelled him to kill the actress Rebecca Schaefer. If you remember, Rebecca Schaefer just sort of answered her door. Yes. Put it up. Hi, who are you? Bang. Yes, I I do remember. And I thought to myself, this idea that music has the ability to force someone to go do something. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, if there's mental concerns underlying it, well, maybe, but you can't write a song concerning yourself whether somebody has sort of a mental undergirding to hear it a different way think of charles manson and the white album right who would have ever logically thought that out so i thought to myself if this is the idea this idea that a song is being played in court because there is a chance the song not the artist the song is actually responsible for the crime it is 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 that real has it happened before not only has it happened before it's happened multiple times and furthermore there is legislation before states and there is legislation before congress to disallow this kind of thing from happening because Whoa. because what always happens is the person comes in and says, I did this because this song made me do it. And it always becomes a First Amendment thing. Mm-hmm. You can say whatever you want. The, the simplest method of explaining it is anytime a kid says kill in high school, obviously he's going to kill somebody. Yeah. When that's not true, because before every football game, every baseball game, let's go kill him. They don't really mean to physically take their lives. Uh, So it becomes a First Amendment thing. So what I've done is put together a bunch of ideas and a bunch of stories about when a band was brought into court and their songs were played because supposedly the song was responsible for what a human being did. Wow. Okay. Let's go a little farther into this U2 song, Exit. Well, there's this guy named Robert Bardo. 
He became completely obsessed with my sister Sam's star. That's this girl that's called Rebecca Schaefer. Uh, she was starring opposite Pam Dauber. She was a model. She was an up-and-comer. And she only played these virginal, pretty, cute little characters. Well, during this time, Robert John Barter, who is 19, shoots and kills her at her home in West Hollywood. Why? Bardo thought she was her characters, which is untrue. Mm -hmm. And he said she's this, you know, adorable, virginal little thing. Well, he watches the black comedy scenes from the class struggle in Beverly Hills in 1989. She, uh, Rebecca Schaefer, appears in a scene where she's in bed with another person. He, John Bardo decides that because of this giving up of her virginal what-have-you, she needs to be punished be for becoming another Hollywood whabadibadaba. Can you get the word I was going to say? Yep, yep, yep. He said in court that he was pushed to do it by the U2 song Exit because in it, there's a line, the pistol weighed heavy. That was his motivation to do it. And so you too was partly responsible for his committing murder. Mm. Yeah. No. That's, oof, that's a, Crazy. that's a stretch. And yeah, I, you know, mental issues, I get it and all that, but that's, that's crazy. Here's you too on Rock School. Okay, now here's the concern of the show. If indeed these songs that I'm going to play were responsible for the death or responsible for the events, then my playing these songs would make me culpable for anything that a listener does after listening to this show. Oh. Ain't that true? That's what it sounds like. I never met these people, meaning our listeners. Mm -hmm. I never met them. A few of them have contacted me, and I become friends with them over over uh, uh, email Facebook. and Facebook and things like that. But by playing these songs, wouldn't that make me culpable in anything they do? Like they're speeding. No. And I played the song Can't Drive 55. No. Am I responsible for that? No. Just asking. No. Just asking. No, 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 no. ACDC had their song Night Prowler played in the courtroom 
when California serial killer Richard Ramirez was brought in to stand trial. He said he loved the band and that Highway to Hell was his favorite album. Night Prowler ends the album. It's the last song on the album. The link between Ramirez and the song and such became really popular in the media because at one of his killings, he dropped his hat. Mm -hmm. And the hat had the ACDC logo on it. Right. According to Ramirez, he was fascinated with Satan and he re- he believed that ACDC meant Antichrist Devil's Children. Wackadoo. When in reality, it was on the back of a sewing machine that their sister, meaning Angus Young and his brother Malcolm, would put together. It's the same one that she created his first schoolboy outfit with. Right. And what was funny about it is Malcolm tells the story in the behind the music that ACDC, he thought it would be fantastic. It's electric. It's powerful. It's this. He says he's in a cab, and the guy says, well, what's the name of your band? ACDC. And he turned around to the guy, turned around to him, and said, the, the driver did, and he said, are you gay? What? And he looked at him and said, what? Are you kidding me? Are you looking for trouble, man? He said, no, I'm not looking for trouble. Don't you know what ACDC means? <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> and by that point in time, they had it. The fans have taken it to mean power and structure and things like that, but... In Australia at the time, huh, it means this too. Do you remember when we were walking around Rome Mm -hmm. and I had, we were in Rome, Italy, and I had on a t-shirt that said Mardi Gras? Yes. In Rome, Italy, Mardi Gras is the gay pride parade. Right. So here I am wearing this shirt and people thought I was part of that. Fine with me. I don't give a care. You were wearing it well, too. I, I don't care. Fine. But... That's the kind of things that happen. But look, is ACDC responsible for Richard Ramirez? Oh, God, no. No! There's Night Prowler on Rock School. short on time so I'll play a shorter song into the first break Judas Priest covered a song by a band called Spooky Tooth it was written by keyboardist Gary Wright the name of the song was Better By You Better Than Me it seems that a couple of people in I think it's Nevada yes Sparks Nevada made a suicide pact in 1985 What they did was they only had one cartridge for a shotgun, so they put their heads together and shot it. No. One person died instantly, and the other 
had, I believe, his jaw blown oh off. Oh, my gosh. And what it was, it's just drugs, pain pills, and all of that. And he finally, I don't know that he meant to commit suicide, but away he went. Wow. So what happened, by the way, their names were James Vance and Ray Belknap. And I'm sorry, it was in Reno, Nevada in 1985. According to the family, and by the way, Judas Priest had to show up to court to defend themselves. I remember this. What apparently happened, this was right during the PMRC, Tipper Gore's group, Mm -hmm. that the occult was out there. And if you play songs backwards or listen for subliminal frequencies, uh, you would hear either Satan or the band telling you to kill yourself, which I always found funny. Don't they want you to buy tickets to the concert? You would think. Why would you kill yourself? I I don't know. Supposedly, the Judas Priest version version of Better By You, Better Than Me had a subliminal message that went, get the gun, get the gun, get the gun, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. Get the gun, get the gun, get the gun, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. Mm. And they played it in court and they slowed it and they played with the frequencies and such. You had to have a wild imagination to hear what they were telling you to hear And eventually Judas Priest was found not guilty of the suicide of these two young men. Wow, what a horrible thing for them to have to go through. But they had to defend Uh, themselves. Wrong. Judas Priest here on Rock School. into the first break i i hate to say it but i i'm the parent of two kids and they can do no wrong in my eyes so i can almost understand a parent unable to believe my kids were just this dumb so we have to find someone who is responsible i can understand that yep yeah, and that, that bugs me, but it, you're just so in love with your kids, you can't fathom that they would do something like this. Right. What about the law? Well, in May of 2022, New York State has passed a bill limiting the use of song lyrics as evidence in court by prosecutors. It was that so many prosecutors were bringing the lyrics of rap artists, uh, it seemed that they were trying to blame the music, and New York State said no. However, there is now a piece of legislation introduced into the U.S. House of Representatives that would ban the use of lyrics being used as evidence in legal claims. It's called the Restoration Artist Protection Act, and it aims to limit the extent to which an artist's creative or artistic expression can be admitted against a defendant, except as provided in this subsection. Evidence of a defendant's creative artistic expression, whether original or derivative, is not admissible against such defendant in a criminal case. Now, 
The thing is, that doesn't mean that words mean nothing. It does. There are a couple court cases where instead of saying what the person says, uh, literally led to the killing of, uh, Ice-T has a, so has a, a band called Body Count. Mm -hmm. And there was a belief system that when the song came out, that the, 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 the band, the song, would be responsible for the death of police, even before it ever happened. Wow. And even the president, George Bush I, yeah. said, no, we, we literally can't do that. However, there are two uh, court cases right now before judges where drill music is being used of evidence of affiliation in court. The idea being... I never was with the guy. Mm -hmm. Now, wait a minute. This is him on the record. Oh, gotcha. So that's huh? number one. Whoa. There's also an attempted murder charge against a defendant, Vontae Skinner, who is permitted to read to the jury at great lengths his violent and profane rap lyrics, uh, basically stating, look, I'm telling you a story. If, say, Jamie Foxx, appears in a video uh -huh. where or appears in a movie where he's killing somebody he's not really killling somebody right so when you listen to my lyrics i'm not doing it gotcha so there are end arounds to it but legally it seems like you're just not going to be able to do the 1980s pmrc somebody sings a song that says the devil and because of that every kid who listens to it becomes a member of the occult oh yes it's a little more than that burn your uh, records folks who is listening to us rox network rocksnetwork.co.uk beautiful back in a minute here on rock school a court case that I have to believe that a lot of the listeners know already. November 1, 1985, a lawsuit against Ozzy Osbourne and CBS Records was filed by the parents of John Daniel McCollum. He was a 19-year-old that committed suicide in Riverside, California back in 1984. Apparently, he did it because he was listening to the song Suicide Solution by Osborne. Mm -hmm. There is a line that says, why try, get the gun and shoot? It also says wine is fine, but liquor is quicker. Yes. There is a belief where he says, get the flaps out, that flaps means some vulgar term for a woman's body part. Da, 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 da. It all starts to fall apart because Don Arden, he was in charge of Black Sabbath. He's also the father of Sharon Osbourne. He made the statement, quote, To be perfectly honest, I would be doubtful as to whether Mr. Osbourne knew the meaning of the lyrics, let alone subliminally. If there was any meaning, because of his command of the English language, it's minimal. Wow. So he said, hey, by the way, my son-in-law is really Stupid. Oh my God. Oh, yes. And of course, Ozzy was not found guilty. Suicide solution here in Rock School.
Coming into the bottom of the hour, my name is Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. We are way late, so let me do this quickly. I tell my students when I'm talking about law, some of the most hideous things have made their way to the Supreme Court. And that hideous thing making its way to the Supreme Court is what sets our laws. I get it. We all should have free speech. But what if I don't like what's being said? Well, tough luck. There's a, a wonderful story about a preacher being taken all the way to the Supreme Court. Jerry Faldwell was his name, and he was suing Larry Flint, who was the publisher of Hustler. Larry Flint created a fake commercial for Old Granddad Whiskey that said he, um, not, not, not Larry Flint, but Jerry Faldwell, had lost his virginity to his mother in an outhouse. Thanks to, I know you're laughing. And the reason you're laughing is because it's absurd. <laughs> and it, granddad is the reason for it. And it went all the way to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court said, no one would believe this. Oh, my God. So it's parody. Same thing here. Do you remember the album As Nasty As They Want to Be by Two Live Crew? Well, they did a sanitized version, tongue-in-cheek, called As Clean As They Want to Be, with a take on Roy Orbison's Oh Pretty Woman. And, of course, the, the people who were in charge of Oh Pretty Women, Woman went ballistic, and Luther Campbell said, Oh, absolutely not. You can't stop us from saying these things, because it is a parody there you go nice word all the way to the supreme court and the supreme court said yep it's parody Ooh, that's a lot of money for yeah the parody, darn huh? thing is if you really believe in free speech well if you get to have free speech so does that guy over there right. who you don't like uh, Okay, we're way late, but let's do seven days and 70 seconds. These be the dates, October 3 all the way through October 9th. Tammy, you got October 3rd. Monday, go. October 3rd, 1955, the Mickey Mouse Club debuts on ABC. October 4, 1970, Janis Joplin is found dead at the Landmark Hotel in Los Angeles after an overdose. She was 27. October 5, 1962, what is this word? What are you talking? Parlophone oh, records. Oh, Parlophone records. Parlophone First records. Beatles single, Love Me Do, in the UK. There you go. October 6th, 2020. I really thought I'd get to meet him before he died. Aw. Eddie Van Halen dies of throat cancer at 65. October 7, 1939. Judy Garland, 16, records Over the Rainbow for the movie The Wizard of Oz. October 8th, 1991, the U2 song Exit, the reason for the show today, is played at the trial of Robert Bardo, who claims the song compelled him to kill the actress Rebecca Schaefer. And then October 9, 1940, John Winston Lennon is born in Liverpool, England. The Winston comes from British Prime Minister Winston Churchill. Okay, so I'm looking here to pick a song. Uh, let's do a Guns N' Roses song. This is Used to Love Her. This song played a role in a murder trial and turned out to be evidence in the case of Justin Barber 2002. Barber was accused of killing his wife and was trialed for it. A testimony given by a forensic analyst claimed that Barber had downloaded the song Used to Love Her by Guns N' Roses an hour before the murder occurred.
The song was played for the jury during the court trial and the lyrics were displayed in the courtroom. Hence, Justin Barber was sentenced to life in prison for first-degree murder. According to this, Justin believed that used to love her gave him the reason to kill his wife. Ooh. You know, here's the thing. Mm. So many people believe that a song can do terrible things to you. Mm-hmm. It can make you kill somebody. It can make you do drugs. It can make you do what have you. Does that mean if I write a song, I can make you get off of drugs? I can write a song that makes you love somebody? I can make a song that makes you want to go out and help the world? Oh, do it. My question is, why are you so unwilling to agree that a song can do that, but you're so willing to agree that a song can make you kill somebody? It seems an odd dichotomy. Music bad, never good. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I do. Guns N' Roses here on Rock School. into the second break. Let me give you a few here that we won't play a song for, but back in August of 1995, if you remember or not, that was Tipper Gore's PMRC hearings before Congress. Right. It's good to be married to the man who came a heartbeat away from being the president, apparently. She had all kinds of people that went out of their way to say to Congress that this music was terrible. A guy named Dr. Paul King, a child and adolescent psychiatrist, stated that the deification of heavy metal musicians and the presentations of heavy metal as a religion had many adolescents deeply into the song lyrics and Uh what they were talking about. Okay. The other big guy was Pastor Jeff Lynn from the Clear River Community Church. And one of the things he did, and I'll tell you the bad fallout of it, he decided to read the lyrics to a song called Golden Showers. I don't know what that is. I do, but I'm going to pretend I don't. He says the words... This is from the band. And by the way, the band is called the Executioners, and they used to play in Executioner hats. I mean, they were dirty, and they were dirty on purpose. But he read, Listen up, you little bleep. Do as you're told. Come to Daddy for me to pour the gold. Golden showers. All through your excrement you shall roam. Bend up and smell my... I won't read that. Your face is my toilet paper. On your face, I leave a... I won't read that. Golden showers. Now, you would think that people would hear that and go, Oh, that's horrible. Let's not do that. Here's the problem. The executioners went gold. Oh. This is a band that had never sold more than about 7,000 records out of the back of their car. Here's your 15 minutes, right? Unbelievable. Give you one more. An Australian man named Richard Dickinson was found not guilty because of insanity. 
because he happened to love Bob Dylan. Now, no, it's not insane to love Bob Dylan. Here's what this guy did. Richard Dickinson trampled his mother to death while listening to Bob Dylan's One More Cup of Coffee. Oh, I can see that. Oh, my God. Yeah. He was given the chance to get out of prison for one night to see Bob Dylan. No. The whole idea was that if you see Bob... See, this guy believed he and Bob Dylan were friends and all of that. Oh, okay. If you see Bob Dylan, this is what they thought, you will go, oh, 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 yeah, he... He's not my buddy. Right? Yeah, it absolutely did not work. Uh, after killing his mother, Gladys, by the way, he sprinkled coffee over her and told the police that the music had given him the strength to kill her because he thought the music was referring to his mother as the evil character. Oh, my gosh. Give me a break. What did Dylan think about him? I No, I guarantee Dylan had no, you know, hey, hey, the killer's coming. Uh, <laughs> why, why can't I come up with a Dylan song? I don't know, uh, but it didn't work, right? Lady, lady, lay, please don't kill your mother because of me. So, here you go. Who's listening to us? K-H-N-S. Skagway, Alaska. Could not come up with a Dylan song. That's back, right. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Okay, out of the break, we got to move quickly. I'll give you another one, Helter Skelter by The Beatles. As a matter of fact, a lot of songs that were on the White Album. Mm -hmm. Charles Manson believed wholeheartedly that The Beatles were talking to him through the White Album. And before they caught him, he also believed they were talking to him through Abbey Road. Right. Helter Skelter, however, according to Manson, and the reason I'm doing this is because Vincent Bugliosi, who was the prosecutor of Charles Manson, at least read the lyrics in court, although I don't have proof that the songs were played. At least the lyrics, they were all through the book. I can tell you that. Great book, by the way, Helter Skelter. You should pick it up. The thing was, Manson believed Helter Skelter made was was meant that you should make things terrible. You should start the race war. So he and his followers could go down into the caves of the deserts of Nevada and California right. because that's where the old Indian lore talked about the idea of a land of milk and honey. Then on, while they were hiding out, then on land there would be a race war. However, he believed that the African American people would destroy the Caucasian people. However, because he was a devout racist, he believed that then the African American people needed a leader, and he and his people, which by the time the race war was over, which would have equaled 144,000, because that's what the Bible said to him, Woo! he and those people would rule the world as their Jesus Christ on earth. Wow. That's a sales pitch. Huh? Oh, and people bought it. That's Jeez. look at all the people that bought it. Bought it hook, line, and sinker. Helter Skelter on Rock School. When I get to the bottom, I go back to the top of the slide. Well,
All right, coming into the last break, needing to click along. There's a lot more than what I'm giving you, but here's two to end on. The song Ronnie by Metallica is based on a 1995 school shooting in the state of Washington. The shooter was Ron Brown. Well, in a whole other story, a guy named Ronald Pichuk claimed he was inspired by the song for killing his mother and then an 11-year-old boy who just happened to be near him riding a bicycle. In the trial, he told the judge the song was about him, Ronald. Wow. It was about him. It was about his life. Mm. Yeah, they didn't accept it. It was turned nope. into a 50-year jail sentence. Ooh. Yeah. And speaking of Metallica, there's a band called Exodus. It's Kurt Hammett's band outside of Metallica. There's a song by the band called Class Dismissed, and then in parentheses, a hate primer or a hate primer. James Evans from Greenville, Kentucky, was arrested and thrown into jail more than a week after posting the lyrics to that song about a 2007 shooting in Virginia Tech. He said the song is urging him to do it. He will do what the song says. Oh. He was captured. This is what we want. Some idiot posts to social media. Right. But my question is, how many millions of posts are there? Do we go after every single one? You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's difficult. Now, a lot of people would say, yeah, we go after every single one because after a short while, people would stop. Because if you do something stupid, they will come after you. Yeah. That's a lot of manpower. The band Exodus, Kurt Hammett actually, quote, the band Exodus does not promote or condone terrorist threats or bullying. As I'm sure they don't. Uh, just, the, just think of the absolute simple idea. I want all of my people who listen to this show to commit murder or die. What an absolute stupid thing. Who would listen to me? Exactly. I guess I got to get more people to do that. It's oh, dumb. it's too much work, dude. Dumb, dumb, dumb. So we'll finish up with Exodus. Uh, and that's it. Again, there's a whole lot more. I got one from Snoop Dogg I didn't get to. I got one from Little Boozy I didn't get oh, to. Oh, no. Joe Stussy. Da, 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 Deadly Game by Seaboat. There's, there's just oh. it, it, there's a lot of people that believe if it's in a song, it's responsible. Why? I guess it's because the easiest target it's a lot of environmental stuff. They talk for the environment, but the environment can't talk back. Not that I agree or disagree, but they've chosen something that can't dispute their ideas. Yeah. And on and on. So that's it. I'm Joe Burns. You are? I am Tammy Burns. Done. Class is dismissed.